What up, what up, what up, dímelo mi gente, que lo que, you already know this is Punch, Drunk, Boxing, aka Mr. Moo, shot himself, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, God bless each and every one of y'all, what a epic year it has been in the sport of boxing 2023, y'all, epic fights, epic accomplishment, epic announcements, Hey yo, man! If you in a boxing, if you a frustrated boxing fan right now, man, you got some problems. You got some issues, huh? You need to go get you checked, huh? You need an intervention, for real, y'all, for real. And we ain't even halfway. We not even halfway of this epic year. Shout out to hey, yo, hey, yo! I got everybody. Y'all better give a shout out to Al Heyman, aka Al Hamon. Y'all better give a shout out to Al Heyman, Showtime, Steven Espinoza, PBC, TGB, the whole team. They have really resurrected the sport of boxing, y'all. But also shout out to Top Rank. Shout out to Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing. And shout out to Oscar De La Hoya, Bernard Hopkins, Golden Boy Promotions. But for real, y'all, Al Heyman have come through, y'all. Al Heyman has come through. But look, man, it... It's been it's been it's been a good it's been a good year so far and like I said again look it hasn't even been halfway yet bro um and hopefully all these fighters is healthy the the fights that's been announced hopefully they they all healthy and they come to to fight night all healthy and stuff and give us the 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 best product um a lot of legacy fights a lot of legacy fights there's upsets as well. Um, of course, you already know the Tony Harrison versus Tim Zhu out there in Australia. David Benavides versus Kalen Plant, one of the most anticipated fighters of the super middleweight division. And David Benavides beat Kalen Plant. Um, but Kalen Plant, you know what I'm saying? He, um, David Benavides did demoralize Kalen Plant. So he's still, you know what I'm saying, uh, on uh, one of the elite fighters in the super middleweight division. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying, we saw... We saw uh, the biggest fight, the most lucrative fight. Not the biggest fight, but I'm going to say the most lucrative fight in the sport of boxing in which it sustained the eyeballs of the sport of boxing and it captivated the imagination of the boxing fans um, prior to, to, to this fight, Javante Tan Davis and Ryan Garcia coming through fruition. Man, what a huge event. And I'm happy that that, that, that event took place early in the year of 2023 of this year because it brought a lot of attention to the sport of boxing. And whether it uh, whether it wasn't for 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 a belt or a strap or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It brought it brought the attention that boxing needed. So you got to give thanks to Javante San Davis, who's right now um in jail. Uh, um, but he'll probably be out by next month or uh, later on the summer. Uh, hopefully everything is safe out there while he's being while he's being locked up. But you know what I'm saying? Javante San Davis is a, is a, is a is a ret a force to be reckoned with. And probably Ryan Garcia, who who took that loss, who got who got defeated, who got knocked out, took a knee. Um, uh, probably gonna go go back to the drawing board. He signed, not signed, but now he's trained by Derek James. Derek James, who was last year trainer of the year, um, trainer of Earl the True Spence, and we're gonna be talking about Earl the True Spence a, a little bit later on. Uh, Derek James, who trained Earl the True Spence, Jamel Charlo, with the help of Joan Guzman. Shout out to Joan Guzman, El Dominicano, one of the best Dominican fighters that ever lived. Joan Guzman that helps Jamel Charlo prepare. For go to war, um, doing a hell of a job. Frank Martin, which last year, you know what I'm saying, had a, a good victory in the lightweight division by defeating Michelle Rivera. La Sarsa Ali. Um, he's doing a wonderful job, and now he's he's training Anthony Joshua. The you could arguably the face of the UK boxing. Of course, you gotta you gotta implement Tyson Fury, but I believe that Anthony Joshua I think is more 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 famous, got more is more popular than 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 Tyson Fury. But he's he's also in Dallas. So Derek James has been the 
the new age of, of uh, Emmanuel Stored or Freddie Roach in terms, not, I'm, t- I'm not talking about in terms of teaching, but in terms of being that hot trainer that everybody want to sign with. Um, so, moving on, we had the Javon San Davis and, and, and Ryan Garcia. That was an epic fight, an epic, uh, epic event, put it that way. And and also, Javon San Davis did, did perform in Washington, D.C. earlier this year versus Hector Luis Garcia in the undercard. You had Boots Ennis, um, um, Rashidi Ellis, who took that L versus Villa, which v, Villa, Villa is going to be performing versus um, Jerome Boots Ennis um, July, July 8th. And we're going to be talking about that as well because I told you it's been epic fights being announced or just good enough fights so, we could, so, so it, could keep, it could keep the momentum of boxing going. Um, and you had Demis Andre, which which just recently left Matchroom Boxing, signed with Showtime, doing business with PBC. is a long time coming. He beat Demar Nicholson, beat him from pillar to post. And we're going to be talking about also what could be new for Demis Andre because we all heard the news of Canelo Alvarez signing with PBC for three fight deal. <laughs> you know. But we're going to be talking about that. Let me get, let me hit you with the intro, y'all. Just let me hit you with the intro because a lot to be talking about. I'm, t- I'm telling y'all, we ain't even halfway. We not even halfway. But, of course, after that, we did have Devin the Dream Haney, the lightweight undisputed champion of the world versus Vasily Machinko, who once was regarded pound for pound, one, two, three, you can flip it around before TFM Lopez B. Uh, Lomachenko, and we're going to be talking about what T.F.M. Lopez did to Josh Taylor a little bit, but let me take my talk as a lot of things to talk about. But yes, um, a lot of people feel like it was a controversial victory. Um, I don't think so. It, it, it was close. Um, I did have a say Lomachenko being Devin the Dream Haney, but there's a lot of people that believe in the myth that you gotta be the you gotta you gotta beat you if you if you want the belt you gotta beat the champion convincingly. Did Vasily Lomachenko beat him convincingly? A lot of people felt in the arena. Shit, Devin Haney got booed, booed. His pops got 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 a beard thrown at him and stuff like that. Hit him in the head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a butt like <laughs> hit him in the head and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? They they won. They won. It was just sad to see them get booed in their hometown in Las Vegas where they reside and live for a long time. But hey. It is what it is. Um, but Devin Dream Haney is still undefeated, lightweight, undisputed champion of the world, and a lot of potential fights. Now he's a free agent. That was his last fight with Top Rank. Now he's a free agent, and and maybe he'll sign back with Eddie Hearn. Maybe he maybe he'll do his own thing. Maybe he'll go to to Prince Khalid out there in the Middle East and stuff like get that oil money. Uh, maybe he resigns with top ranking Bobby Arim, Bob Arum, aka Dinosaur, aka Jurassic Park, aka he got five more years to live or ten because he be smoking that good ish that's giving him that's giving him longevity. Um we time go to the boy promotion, so I don't know. If PBC, hey, do the Al Heyman thing. I don't know. But the options is there and it's good. Then we moved over to a controversial victory from Roly Romero. Oh, Lord. That was bad for boxing. I think that was bad for boxing right there. Now, that was bad for boxing. But we move forward and we see Teofimo Lopez once again prove the people wrong, being the underdog, fighting the top dog in the 140-pound division and morally undisputed, Josh Taylor, because he never lost. He's undefeated. And he only vacated the title, so he he is morally uh, he was morally undisputed the the lineal champion, the king at one forty. Teofimo Lopez, who a lot of people felt because through the interviews he had interviews with with, with Punch Run Boxing myself, um, 
he was saying things that pe- that had people thinking that he's not mentally ready, mentally uh, um, prepared, mentally strong. And I was telling the people, Teofimo Lopez never take what's the uh, the outside of what's going on the outside of boxing in, in his life, family issues or whatever whatever it is, whatever he's going through. He never brings it into camp. He never brings it to a fight. I told the people that. Hey, but y'all ain't believe me. Y'all ain't want to believe Ponte Tronchi. Huh? I told y'all. I told y'all. Now I'm, a, now I'm in the I told y'all so parade. Right? I'm in the I told y'all so marathon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I'm keeping my foot on your neck because y'all didn't believe in the takeover, the captain of the generation, the commander in chief. Right? And even Roy Jones Jr. in the recent interview with Fight Hub said that Tifa Lopez for him is two time, two, two time, two division undisputed because, of course, when he beat Vasey Lomachenko during the pandemic in the bubble, Vasey Lomachenko. Yeah, he got elevated as a uh, the WBC franchise, in which a lot of people didn't respect, and the other belt federation didn't recognize that. But if we re- if we can identify the truth, if we can identify no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if we can identify the politics, then we could then we could got we got to recognize the truth. If we can identify the corruption in the politics of the sport of boxing, so let's recognize the truth. You know, I don't, I didn't need the WBO and the WBA and the IBF telling me who's the WBC champion when the WBC champion, their own company, told us that Lomachenko got elevated. And Devin Haney got given the WBC belt, got elevated as an interim, but that doesn't mean Devin Haney beat anybody to become a champion. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, I, I don't even know where to go back to that because we, we talked so much about it. But right now, the reason why that win that Tiffany Lopez had versus John Taylor, being John Taylor at Madison Square Garden, and I got to talk about the, the, the promotional company. I, the, hey, Top Rank did a horrible job. Top Rank ESPN did a horrible job, one of the most horrible. Promotional job in the big fight I've seen ever since I've covered the sport of boxing. I've even seen boxing. This was terrible. There is somebody in top rank that is really taking it very, very personal with Tiafima Lopez and is and is mixing personal with business. You know what I'm saying? There's people on top rank, and, I'm not, and, I, and I don't think it's Bob Arum. I think Bob Arum. He has a lot of people out there that right now they're taking control of it, and I think he oversees certain things, but he he's not on the everyday and 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 how you say he's not micromanaging everything that's going on in, in top rank. But there are several people out there in top rank that really despise and hate Teofimo Lopez, and the reason why they didn't want to promote this fight was it also lead to basically ish on on, on Teofimo Lopez. You know what I'm saying? Those people really need to get out of top rank because if you're going to mix, mix your personal issues and, you know what I'm saying, devaluing the business, the product, because of your personal issues you have with Tiafim Lopez, I think you're not good for the job. You know who you are. You should be fired or you should just, you know what I'm saying, step down and let, and go to another company or whatever because you're really making, you're re- it, they know who they are. Um, let me just leave it at that. Now, um... So, Tiffany Lopez beats Josh Taylor. Uh, an incredible performance. An incredible performance. Um, Tiffany Lopez showed everything what he is. He he matched the expectation and exceeded the, the expectation so good that a win versus Josh Taylor, he's a he, he's a he's already a, a Hall of Famer. He stamped himself into a Hall of Fame because, like I said, the win with Lomachenko and the win with with Josh Taylor is an equivalent of becoming the two-division undisputed world champion because, like I said, when we identify the politics, we recognize the truth. And Josh Taylor never lost. And that fight was where Lomachenko was a unified undisputed champion of the world. And with Josh Taylor, if he didn't vacate the belts, 
then it would be an undisputed. He would have been back-to-back undisputed, but real recognized real, and that's why he's a first battle. He, he could be a first battle Hall of Fame. I for sure he's a he, he's a Hall of Famer with that win. But Tiffany Lopez announced his retirement right after. He announced his retirement right after. Let me tell you like this. Now I chill with Tiffany Lopez. I know Tiffany Lopez and stuff like that. Um, of course Tiffany Lopez want to get paid. Everybody want to get paid for their services, right? Everybody don't want to be devalued. Nobody in this world, not only just fighters. We're talking about just as a human being. When you put in the work and you put in the hard work and the, and the dedication and risk your life at the same time and the sacrifices, you want to be compensated fairly. You want the respect to be reciprocated. And that and, and I think the way that you respect Tiafima Lopez, the way that you reciprocate the respect is put respect on that check. So... I believe what a, a 25-year-old that from Lopez is, he's exciting. He's, he checks all the boxes to be uh, the face of boxing. He checks all... Listen to me. I said he checks all the boxes to be the face of boxing. You know what I'm saying? He's entertaining. He know how to, he know how to promote. He know how to create chaos, drama, power, speed. Got given ability. He makes you go, woo! Oh, 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 he's a showmanship. There's no more showmanship in the sport of boxing. He's the probably the only showmanship. He comes from the crawl for floor of of uh of Prince Nassim and and um and Sugar Ray Leonard and Roy Jones Jr. in terms of showmanship. Um we need that in the sport of boxing. That's what he brings to the table. Um, of course, there are a lot of people gonna be like, well, does he sell seats? Does he put butts in the seats and stuff like that? I felt like he should he could and should be putting butts in the seats, but I think that again. With some, there's a couple of people that is in charge of the promotional company right now outside of Bob Barham that is doing a disservice to Tiffany Lopez and they're actually doing a disservice to the company, doing a disservice to top rank and everybody else and everything that, that Bob Aram been building. There is a couple of people in top rank that needs to get the F out of there. Um, that uh, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> so, but he, he checks all the boxes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, handsome dude, handsome dude, handsome style, handsome fights, handsome accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? He just good. You know what I'm saying? He just good. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of potential fight with with, with Tia from Lopez as well. Um, let's see what happened with Javante Tan Davis if they can negotiate a fight like that. Their managers, maybe a Ryan Garcia and Tia from Lopez, maybe Shakur Stevenson. Shout out to Shakur Stevenson also moving up to the 135 pound division and beating Yoshino. Um, I forgot I skipped that one, but Shakur Stevenson has been very, very good. He's been he's answering the bell. He's become an entertaining fighter in my opinion, especially the last four fights that he's that that he's he's looking incredible, bro. It looks like Shakur Stevenson is, is nearly the perfect, is, is probably the most perfect fighter at the moment right now in terms of defense, defense, punch selections, positioning. It's, it's, I can't see no holes in, in, in his game. You know what I'm saying? It's, he's, he's beating champions, and it's, it seems like he's in a, in a different, way different level, bro. When he beat Miguel Burchell and Jamel Hearing, those are two respectable champions. And especially when Oscar Valdez beat Miguel Burchell. You know what I'm saying? There was people considering that Oscar Valdez is a pound-for-pound fighter. But the way that Shakur Stevenson made these guys look is almost like when we're talking about Tiffany Lopez. Look how he made Josh Taylor look. Like, they not even... Josh Taylor was supposed to be the dog, the guy that, that beat Regis Prograce, beat Jose Ramirez. And not only just beat them, he, he dogged him out. Pause. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a dog fight, Josh Taylor had more dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those those fights was close, but Josh Taylor is a force to be reckoned with. And the way that Tiffany Lopez played around with Josh Taylor 
It tells you like, hey, yo, when Tiafimo Lopez is on, you know. There's probably nobody that could beat Tia from Lopez in 140 and the guys that's moving up from 135. Nobody going to beat Tia from Lopez. I got Tia from Lopez versus everybody. I got Tia from Lopez versus everybody. It's something that you just can't teach. The speed of the power, the twitch muscle and stuff like that. These stuff that Tia from Lopez possess is God gifted. It's God gifted. You can't teach that. Javonta Tan Davis got that same speed and power combination that is God gifted. Power. For his size, God gifted, and that's why I do believe that Javante Tan Davis versus Atifem Lopez is the supreme being fight. But also in a 135 pound division, if Shakur Stevenson, if, I'm sorry, if Javante Tan Davis stays there, I don't see nobody outboxing Shakur Stevenson. I just don't see it. I don't see nobody outboxing Shakur Stevenson. But I could see Tank stopping Shakur. I could see him winning by knockout. But I can't see I can't see the, um, Tank Davis outboxing Shakur Stevenson. I just can't see it, y'all. I'm sorry. I can't see nobody outboxing Shakur. And I'm not saying that Javon Tank Davis is going to knock him out. I just can't see nobody outboxing Shakur Stevenson. <laughs> um, I think Shakur Stevenson beat Devin the Dream Haney as well. Uh, but Devin Haney probably is going to be um, campaigning at 140. I want to know. I want to know. I, I, look, you got to have some type of pop, some type of power. In, in the 140-pound division, in which I call the landmines, y'all. I call the landmines. At top 10, anybody could get it. If you ain't showing up 100% uh, on your A game mentally and physically, if you if you don't got that mental fortitude and this particular fortitude in to, to fight in 140 as a top 10, you can mix and match it. Yo, you're going to get got. All right? You can mix and match it. You know what I'm saying? A good another good fight that's been announced on Montana Love versus um um Hitchison. That's gonna that's a, that's a great fight in 140 pound division. That's a good fight. Uh, Brandon Lee just went life and death with with Pedro Compa. Pedro Compa who got schooled by T from Lopez and and got stopped in the seventh round. And a lot of people even critique that performance. T from Lopez beat Sando Martin. Sando Martin who retired Mikey Garcia. And that was on three weeks' notice because remember, T. From Lopez was supposed to be fighting Jose Pedraza. Jose Pedraza got sick, and Sando Martin fell in in three weeks' notice. So he only had three weeks to prepare for Sando Martin and still beat him. Whether people like it, T. From Lopez got the best resume of this young generation. Is the king? Is the is the face of boxing of this new gen, of the new generation? In my opinion, now that could be arguably because of course they're going to be like with Javon Tan Davis. He puts butts in the seats, but what else does he put plaque? Does he put gold on his accomplishment? Does legacy reign supreme? Is it if both guys retire right now? Hey, Tiff Lopez just retired, but let's say Javante Tan Davis retired right now. Is he a Hall of Famer? You put him in the podium, what he's gonna be talking about? The way that he beat Hector Luis Garcia? Huh? The way that he beat um Roley? Hmm? The way that he beat uh Mario Barrios? Hmm? The way that he beat um Gamboa? Hmm? Let's, 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 right now, let, let's, let's, let's humble. Let me humble y'all. If, if Javante Tan Davis said right now, you know what, man, I was thinking a lot while I was locked up and I don't want to do this no more. And I got, I, you know, I don't want to get punched in the face no more. I just want to retire from the sport of boxing. I got enough money in the bank. Does he go to the Hall of Fame with OT from Lopez? Who got a better career? Javante Tan Davis is going to be easily forgotten. He'll be easily forgotten. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, we always preach that legacy reigns supreme. Now, it's all good. You make your money how you want to make your money. But I'm not going to compare you to anything that, that says great. 
You know what I'm saying? I even see some of the people have Javante saying they was on the pound for pound list for what? Why got him on the pound for pound list for what? For being whom? For having what? And I and I dropped the video earlier. Uh, um, um, what was it? I dropped the video and I said that Javante San Davis is the king of mediocrity and Tifa Lopez is the king of boxing. And I'm talking about this young generation because, of course, we all know the king of boxing right now is is Canelo Alvarez, aka Kinelo, aka Caratelo, aka Cashinello, aka Payday, aka Aka Fuck out of here, man. Canelo Alvarez is still the king. But when I'm talking about this new generation, I'm talking about the Tanks, the Haney's, the Shakur's, the, the TFM Lopez, the Boost, the Virgil, the Bam Rodriguez. Shout out to the Bam, Bam Rodriguez as well. This year, becoming a two-division world champion as well. Broke this jaw, but hopefully he's back. He, he's he's going to be back soon. Um, shout out to Ioka. Ioka just um um beat uh, Joshua Franco, brother of Bam, of Bam Rodriguez. Beat him, man, and he came overweight. Uh, Ioka got probably one of the most underrated careers, six-time world champion, one of the under, underrated careers in the sport of boxing. Uh, I used to I, I used to have him on the pound for pound list, but I just felt like you know, performing-wise, other guys was doing better. Not in terms of of knocking him with 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 um with with performance-wise. I'm I'm seeing a, a fight-wise, no, but. But Josh, but you know what I'm saying? Ioka, he is a future Hall of Famer as well, man. Future Hall of Famer as well, man. Gotta get credit where credit is due. Good victory, good victory, good victory out there in and hop on. Um, there was two judges that gave it 116, 112. One judge gave it 115, 113. It is what it is, man. Shout out to Ioka, the new WBA super flyweight champion of the world. Um let's talk about we talked about Tiafimo Lopez, and hopefully he comes out of retirement and somebody pays him because there's a lot of great fights for him in 140. A Regis Progress, in which a Regis Progress did struggle his last fight. Regis Progress struggled his last fight. Yo, this, yo, I, yo, right now, yeah. And even while I'm talking, everything is just it's so much boxing information, so much boxing content. I could just stay in 140 and just talk about what's happening in 140, right? But I really wanna, you know, what I'm saying, um, talk about. Just everything briefly, and then maybe in the next episode we'll take our time and we talk about each each you know what I'm saying subject because like I, again we could talk about the 140. I think the 140 is the most interesting division in the sport of boxing because of course the potential of other guys moving up like Devin Haney and Javante Tan Davis, which already campaigned in the 140. If he moves back up, his power carried. We could see that. Um. I don't think Shakur Stevenson is going to be moving up just yet. But can you look at it? I'm, I'm just going to name you these top 10. You got Josh Taylor. Uh, you got Tiafima Lopez. You got Josh Taylor. You got Regis Progress, Jose Ramirez, um, Cepeda, Arnold Barbosa, Ryan Garcia, Javante Tan Davis, um, um, Devin Haney, <sighs> Matias, the other champion, Roly, <laughs> Hitchison, Gary Antoine Russell, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm up to 13 right now. Mix and match it right now. Mix, mix and match it. You can mix and match it. If you don't come in your A game, you're going to take a L and a bad one at that. I'm just stopping right there. I ain't even. Brandon Lee, 14. If you want to add my, my mom, Sergey Lippin, yet, 15. <laughs> Montana Love, 16. If you want to add Adrian Broner that's getting in the mix of things, 
17. Yo, it's getting crazy, bro. 140 pounds is deeper than your fish when you fry it. Huh? It's deeper than the Titanic in the ocean. It's deep. It's deep like my in your. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna say it, man. It's, it's, a, it's a Christian show. <laughs> I was gonna say it's deeper than my. <laughs> in your mur in your girl's mouth. <laughs> and now, we not, we're not even mentioning the ladies, man. The ladies are doing their thing, man. The ladies, Clarissa Shield, the Glow, doing her thing. Huh? Alicia Baumgartner doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? Amanda, uh-uh, 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 Serrano doing the thing. Yikes, man. Chantel Cameron, Katie Taylor, Chantel. Oh, my. Now, Tasha Jonah goes to be performing as well. Hey, yo, there's a lot of things in the sport of boxing, yo. There's a lot of things in the sport of boxing, baby. There's a lot of things in the sport of boxing, but let's move on forward. And let's talk about this. Canelo Alvarez has signed a three-fight deal with PBC. Oh, yeah. I call this Canelo Alvarez not leaving no stone unturned deal. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been three names that's been linked to Canelo Alvarez for quite some time. That a lot of people, the haters of Canelo Alvarez have shamed him with these names. But even though the haters were shaming him with these names, I don't like the people shaming Canelo Alvarez because Canelo Alvarez has done a lot to the sport uh, in the sport of boxing. He carried the sport of boxing. He's been the one that active. He's been avoiding the frustration of the boxing fans. Now the haters they throw out these names, but even these names is the fights I. A, a Canelo Alvarez fan want to see as well and been wanting to see if you find a three fight deal the three names that's popping up in my head and I hope these are the three fights that I want to see and they're mentioned one name that should not be mentioned but I'm going to be talking about that right quick the three names that's been linked to Canelo Alvarez for quite some time has been Demetrius Andre that's been linked to Canelo Alvarez since 2014 when Demetrius Andre was a WBO champion and Canelo Alvarez was in a mandatory position to face Demetrius Andre, in which he skipped to fight Demetrius Andre and fought Kirkland to get the Cotto fight. And then, in the 160-pound division, there, used to, there was supposed to be an undisputed fight between Demetrius Andre and, and Canelo Alvarez. The Golden Boy promotion didn't sign the extension because they ordered the circuit David Ravichinko and Canelo Alvarez fight. They didn't sign the extension before the purse bid was, was ordered. That was um, the accountability of Canelo Alvarez team. But we missed that on that. And we missed that on that. To be Andre missed that on that. And even though that, that, that later on we seen the infamous uh, um, when, when um, Demis Andre crashed, crashed the party of Canelo Alvarez victory and was calling him out and Canelo Alvarez said, get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, you want payday. You a terrible fighter. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's funny. It's funny. But he's been in position for this fight. Demis Andre been in position for a fight. Jamal Charlo is a potential fight that they're, they're already they're already talking about after signing this deal, September 16th. Um, they 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 already um, the reports are saying that Canelo Alvarez is going to be fighting Jamal Charlo. Now Jamal Charlo hasn't been in the ring in two years. He was doing he was dealing with a lot outside of the ring, and I support Jamal Charlo and I support all fathers that's fighting for their kids. I think that's the ultimate fight, the most important fight. Um, and he was fighting the he was fighting the good fight. You know what I'm saying? He got his kids. He got all his five kids. Shout out to um um Jamal Charlo for that. Um, 
but he's gonna get the crack. He's gonna get a crack out of um, to, to to get an opportunity to fight Canelo Alvarez. Now there's gonna be people out there that are saying that is that fair coming after two years and then prior prior to the two year absence, he didn't look good versus Juan Montiel either. So. And he's going to be moving up to the 168 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot already. Been out two years. Going to 168. Never campaigned in 168. And then in your last fight, you actually didn't look good. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people feel like you almost got beaten versus Juan Montiel. Um, so I don't know what type of Jamal Charles is going to show up. You know what I'm saying? Um, 160 to 168 is probably the biggest jump in the sport of boxing from from division going to to the upper division. If you take outside of the cruiserweight and the heavyweight division, but I'm just talking about the the regular the regular divisions and stuff like that. Um, I think that's a, a the biggest jump. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know how Jamal Charles is gonna be doing, and and, and Canelo Alvarez is also a seasoned fighter. He just he's, he just he just in Secret of Mayo beat. Uh, um, John Ryder in an underwhelming performance, in that, it, it, and it wasn't it was an exciting fight. I'm gonna say the underwhelming performance because people just didn't respect that John Ryder was even gonna push a uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez to the limit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Canelo Alvarez did get hurt a lot once again in the championship rounds. You see the fatigue, especially in the 12th round. Um, you saw the fatigue with the Triple G trilogy. You saw the fatigue in the Bavall fight. There's something going on with Canelo Alvarez, and I'm going to say it right now. Canelo Alvarez is declining. But listen to me. Declining don't mean that you're getting washed. Declining don't mean that you're worse than the other fighters. Declining don't mean... Canelo Alvarez is so great that Canelo Alvarez declining might be other people's great. Great. Like, like, like peak prime. You know what I'm saying? Their greatest. It's probably Canelo Alvarez decline. You know what I'm saying? A lot of athletes have declined, like Michael Jordan declined. He still won his 3P. His athleticism declined, but he's still... Black Mamba, you saw the athleticism that he declined. LeBron James is declining. But guess what? They still probably the greatest... They was the greatest at that time. And Canelo Alvarez is still the king of boxing. So it don't matter if he's declining. His declining is just... He's just... He's, he, he's, he's going from a special... Special fighter at the moment to the greatest fighter of this era. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? When he went to this 168 run, he looked the special, untouchable. He was on that Michael Jordan fourth quarter under two minute, under two minute mode. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, uh, Charlo and Canelo Alvarez is a fight that always been that been marinated for quite some time. Let's not forget that Jamal Charlo was in position for Canelo Alvarez fight in 160, and then. Remember, we were talking about the WBC franchise elevation with Lomachenko. There was a friend. The first WBC franchise was given to Canelo Alvarez, which in, in, in elevating him with that, then it took away the opportunity of him and Jamal Charlo, in which they was in precision. So um, I would love to see that fight as well, just like I would love to see um, uh, Andre and, and Canelo, just like I would like to see Andre and Charlo. And I, you know what? And we saw that Andre and Charlo was trying to make this fight happen. And then here comes Canelo Alvarez, get the three-fight deal. And now, if he does fight Charlo, he takes the opportunity away from Demetrius Andre, in which he really went, he really wanted this fight. And we saw that Jamal Charlo and Andre was willing to work together to get this fight done. They was promoting it. They went IG live together. They've been talking for months. Um, and now... Charlo got to be like, yo, Andre, man, you just got to understand. I got to get this Canelo fight, you know what I'm saying? Because you would have taken it as well. You would have left me in the You would have left me in the island by myself, man. You would have left me like, like, Wilson. <laughs> so you cannot, you cannot, Charlo, forget the Canelo Alvarez fight. But I just think that, even, I think, I think for the first fight, 
I think Andre is more prepared to fight Canelo Alvarez than Jamal Charlo right now. But if Andre is in that in in that three fight deal, then it, it's good. Now the fight that we all want to see, the primary fight in the super middleweight division is Canelo Alvarez versus the Dominican the, the Dominican monster, Ecuadorian monster, the Mexican monster, David Benavides, who recently beat Kalen Plant. Um, in which Canelo Alvarez stopped Kalen Plant. Um, I don't think that David Benavides looked like a monster that fight, but we did find some new wrinkles to his game. We did find out more about David Benavides in that 12-round bout with Kalen Plant. We see that he got stamina. We see that he got punch resistance. We see that um, he can make some adjustments. We see that he know how to cut off the ring in a 12-round bout. Um, so we've seen a lot of good... We, we, we could take a lot from as as a, as a boxing analyst or, or you know... Uh, a person that studied boxing and watched films and 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 really into the the, the sweet science and the art, um, to Devin, uh, um, David Benavides gave us a lot to to really be educated on about him. So that was a good outing. Um, but the fight that we want to see is David Benavides versus Canelo Alvarez. Everybody want to see it. See that the pugilists, the fans, the casuals, the 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 legends of the game that talks about what 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 type of fight they want to see in the sport of boxing. David Benavides and Canelo Alvarez outside of Bud Crawford versus um, Earl Earl Spence. That's the biggest fight in the sport of boxing and the most asked fight in the sport of boxing. Hopefully, it does it does come through fruition. But um. <laughs> If that's the three fight deal, and I heard that it's reported that the three fight deal was a hundred million, they're reporting it on Twitter and stuff like that. A couple of publications um, reporting that the three fight deal with Canelo Alvarez is more is is hundred million dollar more. Um, shit, it should be more than that. You know what I'm saying? It should be more than that. Um, but Canelo Alvarez, I don't believe that. Man, he, he he's he's already he he's already uh, has has made good investment. He got. He got go uh, gas stations. He got everything. He got endorsement, liquor endorsement. He owns stuff. He owns teams. He owns everything, bro. Um, but I like this signing. Um, a lot of people was pushing a narrative. A lot of there's a lot of also haters. That, there's a lot of PBC haters um, out there that the same PBC haters are the people that were shaming Charlo and David Benavides, and now that Canelo Alvarez is with PBC, I wonder what they want to spin now. I wonder what the narrative pushes on, or, or, the, or, the, or what they used to think they were, a narrative debunker. Well, I want to know what they think of Canelo Alvarez now joining force with Al Heyman, because there's a lot of people out there, there's also a community that doesn't like Al Heyman as well, and I'm talking about the YouTube community, you know? Now everything is YouTube, now everything is Twitter, but there is a community out there that hates on Al Heyman for no apparent reason, because his fighters love him. You know what I'm saying? And he got his fighter's opportunity. Think about it. If you're the client of Al Heyman, look at what he's got you. He's got you a Canelo Alvarez fight. Um, if you're Jamal Charlo, he got you a Canelo Alvarez fight quicker than Benavidez uh, and quicker than the Mizandre was just joined Showtime. Um, so we want to see that fight. We know that if David Benavidez doesn't get the Canelo Alvarez fight, Right away, if, if that's not the fight on September 16th, we wonder who David Benavidez is going to be fighting. Now, of course, we've seen the back and forth, and we heard the back and forth with David Morrell and David Benavidez. I like David Morrell, but I think that David Morrell also got to understand that the people that you're calling out, and he was calling David Benavidez and his father uh, uh, pussies and all that, and all the derogatory name that you could think of, excuse my language, but um, I, I don't I like David Morrell, but he got to, he got in my opinion, he got to be, he got to wait online because the three names that we're mentioning 
they've been waiting for a while and they've been in position for a while, especially on Drayden, especially Charlo. Now, people are saying Earl the Truth spins versus Canelo Alvarez. Look, guys, and this is what that bugs me out. It's like I think that people they they lose they lose conscience when they hear some big news and they and they and they forget about the uh, the other big news that just happened. We know that July 29th, we're going to have Bud Crawford versus Earl the True Spence, right? We know that. We also know that it was a two, three fight, two fight deal. So while we're talking about Earl the True Spence, because we don't know if Earl Spence is going to lose to Bud Crawford twice. You think that Earl Spence, after losing to Bud Crawford twice or one, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But we can't think that much ahead because people are saying that Earl Spence is a potential fight for Canelo Alvarez. No, not even, but even. As in the catchway, no, 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 no. Canelo Alvarez also stated a year ago that he would not go below 168 to fight to fight Earl Spence. Why? I don't think. Look, I don't think Earl Spence is in the mix of this. I don't think Earl Spence should be in the mix of this. You're asking a 147 pound a welterweight a welterweight uh, fighter to fight Canelo Alvarez in 160 in which he's undisputed. It's either you don't have respect for Canelo, you don't even have respect for the other guys in between that. Like I don't even know that 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 um Earl Spence could get cr- through with Triple G right now. I don't think that 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 Earl Spence get through Jamel Charlo. I don't think that Earl Spence get through um um Jamal Charlo. I don't think that he gets through with David Benavidez. I don't think he gets through. So why y'all saying Jim, uh, Earl Spence fighting Canelo Alvarez Like y'all What is it Like Stop with the hype That is a dumb fight That is That is a uh, 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 Career suicide fight Or maybe that's You know they Of course they, they They want that fight For the money and stuff like that No That is a dumb fight You know what I'm saying That is an idiotic Asinine Blasphemy fight In my opinion 147 versus 168 bro Stop it Stop it y'all Stop Stop, stop with this. Stop. I know you're, you're probably driving right now. It's in the punch run boxer. You're probably doing exercise. You're probably driving the truck. I don't know what the hell y'all doing, but stop with the Earl Spins versus Canelo Alvarez. Please stop. Stop living in La La Land, okay? Stop living in La La Land. Stop being Peter Pan. Stop. 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 <laughs> stop with the fairy tales, y'all. It is not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. You shouldn't want it to happen. Do you know that Earl Spence? Look at his style, bro. It's just that Earl Spence style is like a gift <laughs> to, to Canelo Alvarez. He's a come forward fighter that can't that can't is is not that much effective off the back foot, especially power. He couldn't knock out Mikey Garcia. He couldn't knock out Danny Garcia. He couldn't knock out. He went life and death with with Sean Porter. You know what I'm saying? He did break the eye of 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 Ugas, but he didn't even put he, even while breaking the eye, he couldn't put him down. Even while breaking the eye, he couldn't put him down. Late, stop, y'all. Stop with the Canelo and Earl Spence. Stop. You don't care about Earl Spence if you want him to Canelo Alvarez. His style, his, his style is made for Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez to, 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 to turn his face into what the, what the car didn't do. <laughs> For real, man. Nah, it's, it's a bad stylistic fight for 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 Earl Spence. It's a da- it's too much of a dangerous fight. Nobody should put Earl Spence in the ring with this Canelo Alvarez. No, no, Canelo Alvarez. Last, uh, he's a high volume. Look, Earl Spence is a high volume puncher. And what you th- what you gonna get off with a high volume puncher? You are gonna get a high imp- high impact counter puncher in Canelo Alvarez. You know what I'm saying? 
right there subjective for him to, 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 to take apart. Stop it, y'all. But the three names that we mentioned should be should be the name. Now, maybe a Jake Paul, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe Conor McGregor, they got something going on. If they got one of those circus fights, I can understand. Or maybe the maybe it's just two of them. Maybe it's Jamal Charlo. And 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 Benavidez, you know, we, we there's people out there that feel like Andre is not gonna get the fight, you know. Um, but let's say if it's Charlo and David Benavidez plus a rematch, you know what I'm saying? If it's that, maybe. Um, but those are the only names that is, that respectfully and realistically I could see Canelo Alvarez fighting, and I think those fights will will be, uh, those it will be no stones un, uh, unturned. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's what it is, in my opinion. But it was a it's a great announcement, great announcement. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the, the about the Earl Spence versus Buck Crawford because that could be another another episode. We could just talk a lot about that. Um, of course, is one of the is the biggest fight in the sport of boxing, the most asked for, the primary fight in the sport of boxing. And then we also gonna be talking about the heavyweight division, the heavyweight division with with um and what they're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Are we going to see Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua, another marinated fight that didn't happen? Um, are we gonna see? Well, well, let's go. Well, let me finish in 168, right? Because I was just I just thought about this right now. If Canelo Alvarez does fight Jamal Charlo September 16th, then what well, what everybody else is going to be doing? Now, there's some options. Um, Demetrius Andre could fight Kalen Plant. I heard Kalen Plant um, turned down the fight with Demetrius Andre. Um, he wants a tune-up. So, and I, I had that in mind. But what about Demetrius Andre and David Benavidez? Um, David Morrell and somebody else. I, I just, uh, David Morrell and David Benavidez, Demetrius Andre, who could Demetrius Andre fight? Uh, is he gonna fight? Is he gonna go back to match room? It didn't look like they had a that Eddie Hearn wants any part of doing business with with the Andre anymore. I think they felt like they probably lost a lot of money. Um, they did pay the Andre well, um, but they didn't get the big fight with the Andre. Triple G didn't want the fight with Andre. Canelo didn't want to fight the Andre, and I think they gave him all that bag. They gave him the bag, and you know, insinuating and projecting that. Andre was going to get those those big fights and didn't get them. And Eddie Hearn couldn't deliver. Just like Eddie Hearn said right now, he couldn't deliver in the big fights for Canelo Alvarez. I mean, I don't know if Canelo Alvarez want to give him a shot, but I think he should. Uh, but you, we can mix and match it. How about Andre versus David Benavidez while we see Canelo Alvarez versus Jamal Charlo, you know? Um, I just stay. I, if I was these guys, I would stay prepared. I would stay prepared. If I was, if I was the Andre, because we don't know if Jamal Charlo's been in the ring for quite some time. We don't know if he gets hurt. We don't know if he is he, he, he pulls a muscle, gets an injury. I think everybody should just stay prepared to, for the names to be called. Everybody should be should stay in the gym and stay prepared. Um, but the 168 pound division is a, is a lucrative division, especially now and in PBC land. Man, think about it. Al Heyman got. The cash cows of this region, you know what I'm saying? He got he got Deontay Wilder, he got um, the king of Canada Wilders, he got Javante St. Davis, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and I think that this guy Ryan Garcia is probably trying to create chaos with with, with Golden Boy Promotion, in which Golden Boy Promotion have sued um, Ryan Garcia. <laughs> so um, maybe Ryan Garcia is trying to get out the contract and and and, and go the Al Heyman route, you know, but. We'll see what's gonna happen with that, and then and what you know, whatever happened in court, we'll we'll talk about it. 
But yeah, man, you can mix and match it in 168. You can mix and match it in 140. We want to see if Jamel Charlo. Look, look. And I said if Earl Spence can't get it. Jamel, if we're gonna take out Earl, I'm gonna take out Earl, Earl Spence off the off the equation, like I just said. Let's add Jamel Charlo though. Why I say Jamel Charlo? Jamel Charlo is the most accomplished out of all of them, right? Undisputed, cleared cleared his 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 division, of course. But there's always gonna be there's always gonna be the up and come fighter. Now they saying Tim Zhu, but let's let's be real, let's be honest. He cleared that division, all right? He cleared that division. Let's not also not forget that when we were talking about the Mizo Andre and Canelo Alvarez in 154, right behind Paul's Canelo Alvarez, it was Jamel Charlo in in in, in 154 in the WBO. So Jamel Charlo was also was also in position to get a Canelo Alvarez fight as well. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know that's more realistic to me than a than a Earl Spence versus Canelo, Jamel Charlo versus Canelo. It could be a I, I I'm gonna put his name out there as well. But both brothers could get a Canelo Alvarez shot. For me, it's more realistic, and for me, it's more it's more respectable in my opinion. Now. I know a lot of people gonna feel the hype if Earl Spence and he beats um, Bud Crawford in a spectacular fashion to become a welterweight undisputed. But let, listen, welterweight undisputed. You know what I'm saying? The, fighting Canelo Alvarez moving three weight classes up: 154, 160, 168. That's too much. Yo, yo, yo! But the meat, but, but the Earl Spence walk around around. No, 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 no. There's a difference between walking around that weight and making the weight and rehydration to that weight. You got to understand that Canelo Alvarez will rehydrate up in the 180s. Asking a guy that usually fights at 147 in, in, in Earl Spence to fight the most dangerous fighter at 168 and probably the best fighter, special fighter of this generation. Move up three. Yeah, again, I, I, I just get tight when I'm listening to that. But anyway, uh, Jamel Charlo is more respectable, though. More respectable. Um. I could see a firefight with these guys. I could see something like the Brian Castaño and Char and, uh, and, and, and Charlo. Um, I like the skill set. I like the heart and determination of Jamel Charlo. I like his style also. Um, and I think he got better footwork, in my opinion, than than Earl Spence. I think he know how to fight on the outside as well if he does get in trouble, which not Earl Spence can't. I think Jamel Charlo beats the crap out of Earl Spence as well. But... um. <clears throat> no disrespect, I like Earl Spence, but I just feel like with a high volume puncher, with the smart fighters, not stationary fighters at the same time. A lot of people can say that 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 that, that Canelo stationary, but he but he got it, and and he got a chin too, and he got a chin too. But um, yeah, I think that would be uh, Charlo. We could add him in the mix of things, but boxing is is doing a wonderful, is doing great. Um, I can't wait to, to, to see what's going to happen at the end of the year because a lot of things could change. We could see Devin Haney and Shakur Stevenson. We could see, I want to see who Javon, look, we could even see Javante Tan Davis versus Pitbull Cruz too. If you don't, if Javante Tan Davis don't get the fights that we all want to see, he's still, that's still a big fight in my opinion. Um, and I think with the Showtime and Paramount deal, Paramount and, 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 and the, and the men's in suits, the people in suits are saying, nah, we, we gotta, we really gotta, if we're going to spend money. It better be what the people want to see. It better be fights that the people want to see. We're not, not just spending money and just giving money away anymore. You know, they want to get some revenue back. And I think that's what's happening right now with Showtime. But good. You know what I'm saying? They was working with their backs against the wall. They got pressured. And now we're getting the fight that we want to see. And we can't be mad. I think uh, I think right now, um, the boxing fans, the true boxing fans are happy right now. 
or happy. Um, but in the next episode, we're going to really dial in into the 140 and talk about the Landmine Division. And then we're going to have other episodes as well to talk about the Earl Spence and Book Crawford. Of course, it's a big fight. Also, before before I go, Stephen Fulton versus Naoya Ino. Ooh, hey, baby. In the same week of Earl of True Spence versus um, Buck Crawford. Yikes. In the same week, July 25th. Man, matter of fact, I ain't going nowhere. Virgil Ortiz versus uh, Vir Virgil T is going to be fighting Stanley Onis in July 8th. Boots is going to be fighting Vella in Atlantic City in July 8th. The same, the same, the same night. The same night. We're going to be going from the zone to showtime and stuff like that. But July is an epic year. We still got Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz as well. I got to implement it as well because, hey, he's a boxing match. Yo, July is going to be crazy. Boxing is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That, and that's like a 50-50 fight. I didn't even know who's going to be winning from the Stephen Fulton and now you ain't no way. Um, I want to give now you know the, the 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 little nod, but ah, it's a fifty fifty fight, forty nine fifty one, something like that, y'all. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Stephen Fulton outboxes you know I think he got the leg, and I think he got the experience. I think he got the proper sparring. I think he got the proper mindset. Both of these fighters, and now you know who's a three division world champion, a walking Hall of Famer himself, three division world champion. They're gonna be great. Bantamweight, undisputed champion of the world when he beat Paul Butler. Yo, this guy is the monster. This guy is the monster, man. Uh, and also gonna be talking about the pound, the new pound for pound list. Uh, I gotta do a separate video for that, cause yeah, there's gonna be people who agree, there's gonna be people that respect it, there's gonna be people that are gonna disrespect it. But it is what it is. It's my opinion, in my opinion only. Um, but yeah, boxing is good. Boxing is great. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we back at it with the next episode, man. Subscribe to the channel. Also subscribe to Punch Run Boxing. Also, if you want to cop the merch, you could get it on Punch Run Boxing on the YouTube channel and stuff like that. Also subscribe to to the website punchrunboxing.net. Um. Uh, Y'all already know if y'all want to donate to the channel, donate do, donate to the channel, donate to the to 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 the podcast. You know, cash app dollar sign punch punch drunk. You know, and follow me on 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 the on the punch run boxing live shows on YouTube from six thirty started at six thirty seven seven thirty all the way to ten thirty p.m. Eastern time. Catch us, love y'all. Have a great great Saturday. We got a fight today. Jason Quigley versus um, Edgar Belanga. Let's see what's gonna happen. Let's see, let's see who's gonna be in the building. There's gonna be some call-outs out after the fight, and I'm and I'm, a, and I'm gonna go live later on. I'm gonna be talking about it. Love y'all. God bless, and on to the next.